Welcome to episode number 159 of the Tall Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And lots of stuff, man. As usual. <laughs> yeah, just when you think it's going to be like a slow week, things just keep piling up. So, hey, let's let's get to it and um, get right on to the uh, Marvel side of things. So, first things first, over in Marvel TV movie and news, uh, for Sony, Spider-Woman, um, rumor over over there. Uh, and with that, it's kind of like, remember when they threw out that release date of October 21st, 2021, I want to say, or around there? Mm-hmm. Um, we're thinking that's it, right? Sure. <laughs> or it's Craven, or it's Madam Web, or it's Lord knows what. A Tom Holland involved spider-man movie i don't know man like yeah whatever they're gonna do i mean spider-woman's kind of a i don't i don't know how i really feel about it so whatever we'll see what happens because we're still kind of in the boat of are they shooting venom 2 is that going to be happening this year so who knows what sony's doing all i know is that into the spider-verse couldn't come (laughs) could have come sooner so yeah yeah you're right um yeah, I'm riding that wave. I guess we'll see. Um, but speaking of Venom 2, which is filming, Tom Hardy put up on his Instagram a uh, picture of uh, Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy. It didn't do anything for me. It didn't do anything for me to see him at the end of the movie. This is a character that Cletus Cassidy's useless. Carnage <laughs> is where it's at. And even then... I really have to see what it's all like because without Spider-Man again, ugh, we'll see. You know, I don't I don't know what route they're going to go, but um I did like the first Venom movie, so I've got uh, you know, relatively normal expectations. You know, I I I don't really agree fully with that. Um I think that if you look at it this way, um Woody Harrelson has has been rumored or, you know, fan um, casted as Cletus forever. It's yeah. one of those things where it's just like, I think it's pretty awesome. And it was kind of like, it was a surprise at the end of Venom. Um, and I like that they did it. It was kind of goofy, to be honest. That That's that what movie. I mean. Yeah. yeah. The wig, I mean, it's a comic book movie, so I can be a little forgiving. I, I like that they brought him in. Um, I just want to see him go like complete, like natural born killers in this, in this role almost, you know? So if there's anybody that's going to play him, um, I think that that clear that you know Harrelson is is the right choice. So we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then sticking again with the Sony stuff, we've got some further connections of this Morbius movie being connected to the MCU as well as I guess the Maguire verse, whatever you want to call it, the Raimi verse. Um, right now, uh, it looks like we've got a what was it like a Instagram from flash Thompson's account um, talking about how uh, a, the daily bugle got referenced, which we have not seen in the MCU outside of the end of far from home. And then um, he, he said that, you know, sometimes I miss when the world wasn't being destroyed by vampires, aliens and flying robot people. So that's just a real interesting little tidbit uh, that we have there and you know what does that mean um, further connections to this uh, 
to this world, I guess. What does it mean to you? Uh, you, you know, it, it's pretty much. It, you know what I find interesting is this, and the fact that James Martin, whatever, um, has been speaking with you know Kevin Feige. Whether it's just like an advisory thing or whatever. What if they took all their early comic book movies, made it into the you know, and put it into the multiverse? Um, those X Men, that Fantastic Four, that um, you know, that those Spider Man movies, all of that stuff. Um, it's just all these little things that are happening right now is very it's it's very interesting to me. Um, and with you know the Doctor Strange movie coming up, um, you know the introduction of the X Men, all this stuff that Marvel basically has full control over their properties i would be very you know a very happy fan if they were to go that route and just just only you know open the floodgates to this multiverse idea we also have with the introduction of J. Jonah jameson at the end of far from home maybe he shows up in venom too says that venom is responsible for the death of his son you know we've got that connection in there too so it's very interesting <laughs> Oh, not to mention, like, you know, well, Patrick Stewart can say, yeah, they came to me and talked to me. And I said, no, that's just could be a red herring as well, where we don't know. We don't know what Kevin Feige is going to orchestrate. So that's that, I'm really interested to see what happens over the next year. Yeah, me too. Very much. Um, so let's talk a little bit about MCU, which we this all might be called MCU in, in a year. But um uh, the rumor right now is that Kang the Conqueror could be showing up in the Loki series. Um, Kang's been long rumored as the next uh, villain after Thanos. Um, you know, he's got the time-traveling element as well, and now Loki having the Cosmic Cube also has that. So what do you think about Kang showing up in the MCU? I, you know, I think this is a good way to shoehorn him in. Um, so... Yeah, I think it's an easy, an easy, an easy introduction, and then yeah. you can kind of do whatever you want with him after that. It's just here he is. Um, is he going to be the overall bad guy of this show? I don't know. Will it just be an episode where they introduce the concept of it? Who knows? Um, there's a lot, of, so much crazy stuff coming for us this year. So, like I just said, <laughs> wasn't King? Um, wasn't he the bad guy in Ultimate Avengers two? That cartoon movie. He was right. I want to. I'm trying to think if he was or not. It just he's been in like. Um, I remember Earth's like the, or, uh, Lions. No, was, Earth might Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like the general audience hasn't been introduced to this the concept of that. You know, Kang has been in that. He's he. I think he was in even the the newer cartoons. Um, so it's out there. Kids, kids aren't dumb. They know who he is. <laughs> kids. Your grandma don't, but your kids. <laughs> grandma, grandma don't need to know. Um, kids tell her all about him. There you go. And then finally in the rumor mill, uh, we've got Red Hulk is rumored for the She-Hulk Disney Plus series. Um, that would be William Hurt taking his Thunderbolt Ross character. Um, that's been, again, super long rumored ever since we've even seen him. Uh, so who knows and we don't know what that series is going to be like it could be Allie McBeal yeah. with the girl who just happens to turn into the Hulk so I, I don't know what's going to happen yeah I don't I don't know either all I know is the writer or whatever has been on online bashing up South Park and stuff like that and whatever um it, you know what it seems a little bit big 
the Red Hulk idea for this show. Um, it could happen, but um, you know, General Ross is he's been poking his head in all these different movies. You know, he's going to be in Black Widow. I'm sure, he'll show up in Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon show. So who knows? Uh, this could be his, you know, his big his big move into uh, a much larger role in the MCU. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so let's switch teams, I guess, and go over to the DC side of things. Uh, we got our first look at the bat suit um, that Robert Pattinson's going to be wearing in the new Matt Reeves movie. Um, to me, the bat suit looked very Arkham Asylum, um, which, not to say I have anything against, it's just that they also have said that this is year two of Batman, um, so he would have that suit. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what do you what do you think of this first of all uh yeah I, I agree with you the armor looks very um arkham arkham video game like uh they also said that there will be another suit after this one um probably probably even one before it in a way i don't know we'll see um i did post something on my social media where it was like take a look at this mask it's it's straight up it's a straight up zoro mask the way it's designed oh uh, i saw that but, yeah yeah if you look at just the base around his face, um, not the bad part, but yeah, the way they design it is much, a little bit different than um, what we've seen before, which is always not, it's cool because it just seems like we get a different iteration uh, every time. So, what I what I did find interesting was the the bat symbol, um, which harkens back to the original bat symbol from 1939 or whatever, um, without the head. Uh, yeah. So that's a nice homage to that, and the fact that people are saying maybe it's the parts from his gun, uh, not his gun, the gun that killed his parents. Um, that that was actually introduced in a comic. I forget what what it was, but I was thinking a much more practical thing where there may be two batarangs um, where he can just take them out of his chest. That's, what, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I I like the gun idea. I think that's kind of a neat idea, but I think idea. that the suit would be more practical with him being Batman. You know, I he's he's a little bit uh, more he's smarter than he is. Uh, you know. Gonna, than putting it I don't know I did I don't know I just think that that's what it looks like to me well and the other thing is is like Batman's not designing his suit you know what I mean like for the most part this one they said he is um okay that, so yeah I think I read out. something where where it's not where it's not where somebody else designed his suit where he actually mm -hmm. did or he and Alfred worked on it or whatever so I think this time it's a much more personal thing instead of like having the foxes do it okay well whatever it is the suit is not as important to me as the music that I heard uh, from Michael Giacchino. Yeah, man. Um, he's worked on the last two... No, he worked on all the Apes movies, but two of them with Matt Reeves. Um, obviously, Michael Giacchino is just one of the best composers out there, probably in the new guard since John Williams. I mean, he's up there. So, um, And he did confirm that that was new music that we heard uh, for the movie in that clip, and and that got me really excited because it was, you know, it was Batman. It was dark. It was creepy. And that's all I want. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. It's, it's, um, I'm getting good vibes from this already. So I'd like to see more. Yeah, for sure. Um, can I, I didn't read this one. Can you take this? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is interesting. This is actually a, um, this is official. This is like, uh, they're going to be putting a Batman themed restaurant in London. Um, so it was the first of its kind. And um, yeah, this is this is WB backed, um, DC backed, and it's kind of interesting. So we'll see if um, if this if this trend 
can move over to the states and um, give give me a reason to um, maybe go to New York City or LA. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. I'm curious as to what the yeah what it will look like. Like who's gonna be in there? You know what I mean? Like right. are they just you gonna like... have them walking around and. Yeah, or is it just props, or do you make it look like the Iceberg Lounge? Like, what do you do, you know, so... Right, probably, actually. That'd be cool. Um, okay. And then uh, over at the DC Universe, they announced a new tabletop show. Uh, this is going to be produced um, and hosted, I believe, by Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sam Witwer. Um, this is going to have a lot of different uh, voice actors, too, showing up, like Vanessa Marshall, Claire Grant... Um, and what they're going to be doing is playing a 1980s RPG system, which is from DC Heroes, which is an original uh, DC game. Um, so set in the 1980s, which is basically, it's called the Breakfast League, which is a bunch of high schoolers stuck in Saturday detention. And they have to improv their way uh, out of that, as well as, you know, they're developing powers or superhero crap. I don't know. To be honest with you, it sounds like the greatest thing of all time. And uh I wish I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably done that instead of the show. Uh, no, no, this sure. is cool, man. Um, <laughs> maybe it'll, maybe the game will get a re-release, you know, and it'll be on everybody's table. So. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm excited to see it, you know, uh, in action. So. Yeah. It's fun, fun when, when these, when our actors like that get involved, you know, um, and it just, it just brings it into the general audience. Cause they're like, Oh, I guess RPGs aren't that nerdy because all these cool guys are doing it. So. That's it. That's it. Um, well, I'm going to have you take over this next chunk. You got it. So let's jump into comic news. Uh, first up with Dark Horse. Uh, Dark Horse has been giving us, you know, uh, adaptations of the original screenplays uh, for Alien 3, Alien, and now uh, we're going to get the original Predator one, which was called Hunters. Um, and so it's funny because there's there's a lot of reference to the hunters thing um where there's been spin-off comics um that go back to like the original ones that dark horse did and a lot of a lot of play on that so i'm interested because this was even prior to um the design of the predator and stuff like that so this is like this is what predator evolved evolved from uh so look forward to that i can't i'm looking forward to the NECA release of the <laughs> Of the toys, because it's inevitable. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And I think that's. I think that. I think that's neat. I just like that we can get these original stories um, in the, in these forms. Um, exactly. So, uh, <clears throat> a lot of DC stuff this week. Um, the the latest the black black label comic. Um, what is it? Oh shoot! What was it called? Um, the Joker one. Killer Smile, was that it? Yeah. Killer Smile and Joker one just ended this week with a third issue. And so Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino will be doing a one-shot follow-up to it called Batman, the Smile Killer. So we'll see how that ends up. That sounds cool. I'll buy anything from those two. So. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll read it. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Um, but even bigger news in Batman comics, um, we have a return of to the world of the animated series of Batman um, with the adventures continue. I, I, I think that's what it's called, um, but it's returning uh, with Paul Dini involved 
and we'll get a lot more stories. And I think it's interesting. Um, actually, it starts in May. Um, but I think it's interesting because they were doing those DC collectibles was doing those concept figures from, you know, characters that were more modern now um, or hadn't shown up in the show and they were doing them. So it's it'll be neat to see if like Deathstroke shows up or the Batman laugh shows up. And Red these... Hood was in there. Yeah. And it would just be awesome, you know, to see these characters translated into that world because I love that world. It's what I and it's, it's between the animated series and Batman Beyond. It's like, I, I believe it's in canon. I think Paul Diddy said that, which is pretty yeah. sweet. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so DC is going to be doing this thing called Generation, which I'm not, we're all thinking that DC is going to be rebooting in a way. I think what's happening is um, is that they're finally going to just go back to the DC proper um, from you know where they just did everything in the New 52 all new, and then they decided that wasn't working or whatever it was a multiverse. Then they went into Rebirth where they started to reintroduce things from before, put the shorts back on Superman, JSA came back. So um, I think a lot of this is going to usher in a lot of returning stuff from the old days. Uh, but Generation is going to be five one-shots. Um, with Generation Zero being the free comic book day um, issue that we've um, already sh- like um, I put it on my social media, it's been all over the um, um, all over the internets. Uh, the flash forward ended. Uh, spoiler alert for anybody, but Wally West gets some amazing powers, and uh, this kind of leads into I guess a rebuilding of everything. But Generation will be five one shots where it'll be kind of covering the history of the DC universe from the from the beginning, so they can rewrite it the way they want. Um, and the first one, uh, like I said, is zero, and then Generation One called Age of Mysteries uh, kicks off in May. So. Okay, it seems like I'm going to need to read this Wonder Woman 750, where yes. she's established as the very first character in all of... Which makes sense, because she's a god, and none right. of the rest of... Well, I guess Aquaman, but he's half-god. But Okay, this that makes sense to me. Um, interesting. Very, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, it seems pretty epic. Um, yeah. where they start with like the old gods and the new gods <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying um, <laughs> the uh, next up for the 80th anniversary celebrations is going to be Green Lantern um, and once again they're sucking me in with these variant covers um, I don't mind um, because I'm going to buy all my Green Lanterns covers probably four of them um, at this point, I'm just glad they put John Stewart and Hal on the same cover because that kind of gets that's my two in one. But um, yeah. it's awesome. I love them. I love these these 80ths. I, I buy one for my bathroom copy, um, and then the rest of them, whoever you know, the artists I like and and whatnot. So um, yeah, it's a gimmick, but you know, it's awesome at the same time. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it is a gimmick, but uh, I'm still gonna check it out <laughs> yeah i mean when you get like varying covers by like j scott campbell and, and yeah our other favorites you can't really deny it so it's yeah. it's cool i just i wish i would just wait and just buy like the hardcover and get all of the covers and pages or whatever kind of like that but i don't have that kind of patience or collectability um 
Next up, Tom King dropped a bombshell on social media yesterday um, for his upcoming Batman Catwoman series. And there'll be more babies in the DCU. Um, you know, we got Jonathan Kent, who got a fast forward in aging, uh, you know, over the last year and a half or so. Aquaman and Mira just had their baby this past week. And now it looks like Batman and Catwoman are going to have a baby. So Batman's going to have another son. Um, with another, another lady. So, yeah, as always, this guy, uh, man, he is, yeah, he's he's a ladies' man for as as uh, angry as he is. But, um, yeah, yeah, this is uh, they they shared the image. She's got the belly, the baby belly, and uh, we'll see how that works out. I'm just looking forward to the phantasm. Yeah, exactly. Um, sure, you know, and Tom King. Tom King is is writer. Yeah, that's good. He's king. <laughs> uh, and then last up in comic news, uh, Chip Zdarsky, I believe, is going to be doing a Dare- Daredevil One More Day comic uh, in May, an ultra larger issue, not an annual-esque one, but um, definitely an oversized issue, which just like with One More Day changed everything in Spider-Man's life for the worse. Uh, for the worse. Nobody liked it. Yeah, it was it changed it for the worst. Like overall, changed it for the worse, and yeah. then everybody hated it, and they spent years trying to retcon it. So yes. it's like, what are they going to do with Daredevil? I don't know. I have more faith in, in in a story like this than than what they did with Mephisto. Um, the cover is is Daredevil in his in the boxing uh, hoodie. Um, so maybe something happens in his pad. I don't know. Whatever. Hopefully, it's not as much garbage as Spider Man One More Day. Right. Exactly. Okay, uh, wait and see, you know? I can't say anything bad. I like Chip Zdarsky as a writer, so if you told me Mark Wade wrote this, I'd probably be more excited, but we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, well, let's, uh, let's jump into a commercial. of the galaxy to an internet location near you. We're don'tforgetatowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of don'tforgetatowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We're back after those sexy commercials, and we're going to get into some TV news. Uh, First up, we've got a look at Gangs of London, a new TV series from the director of The Raid, Gareth Evans. Um, It looks badass i mean the thing about the raid 2 is that it's basically the godfather 2 it just adds so much more to the raid and this show is long-form storytelling of his what he's gotten into in that with the mobsters and stuff plus his signature uh martial arts act or fighting it looks insane looks just insane and i cannot wait for this yeah, I um actually I was just thinking of the trailer I did not watch this week, and this was it. So I need to go uh, enjoy that. Yes, yes, you should. Um, 
In weird news, uh, Fox is working on a show based off of the Goonies, but it's about a bunch of people making remaking the Goonies, but like with zero budget. So similar to that documentary um, that was about the making of Temple of or not Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where like a bunch of like childhood friends remade Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's on Netflix. The documentary is never seen. But I need to watch that then. It's very funny and kind of heartwarming. And this show is doing that. So, but with Goonies. Um, I'm a huge Goonies fan. I don't know why this is going to Fox. That seems like such a weird place for this. But I will at least check out an episode and see uh, what this is all about. Does Does Disney own Fox TV, the entertainment side? They, do, they do, I believe. They just don't own Fox News because they can't compete against ABC. CBS News or ABC News or ABC. yeah. So remember, like they couldn't get like Fox Sports plus ESPN. So like I think those two things are out of it. But I do believe they own the the TV branch as well. Cool. Yeah. When, when are they gonna rebrand that? <laughs> they won't. It's, it's too ingrained in people's minds. I don't think they could. Yeah, I don't think they could do that. 21st Century TV? Yeah, so no, they now own Fox Film and TV Studios. So, yes. Interesting. Double check. Okay. Uh, That sounds weird. You know, it's... um, We've been waiting for something new on the Goonies for a long time, so... (laughs) So this is is it. (laughs) Is this testing the waters, right? (laughs) Yeah. This is true. This is true. Um... Over at FXX, uh, Little Dicky, the rapper, is getting a TV show based off of him starring in it, writing it. Um, if you like Little Dicky, this show looks right up your alley. I don't even know who Little Dicky is. Okay. He's a funny rapper. He's a white guy who makes stupid rap songs. Actually, you would probably think it's funny. Didn't you watch his Earth video, his Earth music video? Yes. That's at him. That. Yeah. That's but, who that is. Okay. Yep. Cool. Uh, check it out. <laughs> yeah, let me check it out. All right, over at Disney Plus, uh, the Mighty Ducks, um, they released their first look uh, with Emilio Estevez's back. Um, if you were a Mighty Ducks fan from the 90s, you know, everything that's old is new again. They're just doing those continuations, and um, Disney Plus is a perfect place for that because they've got all the nostalgia strings to pull. So, um, it's cool. I haven't seen Emilio Estevez since, I don't know, Young Guns 2, so he's back. <laughs> and, Repo Man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Mighty Ducks 3 or something, but I haven't seen him in a long time, but now he's no. back. No, and you know, it's 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 interesting. This is um, this is right along the lines of, you know, like Cobra Kai, um, and that, and, 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 and just chip, like, tapping into that, so... I, I love the I love Mighty Duck movies, so I'm 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 kind of pumped to see what happens here. Me too, me too. Um, Witcher season two is adding some casting. We've got Jason Atur as Cohen and Paul Bouillon as Lambert. Um, I think those got to be from later on. I, I haven't read those characters yet. Maybe they show up in the bo- uh, the video games. I don't know. I'm assuming they're in the books, right? Yeah. So you. You're gonna run into. They're both. They're both witchers. So we're gonna get more of them. And there's the rumor that um, everybody's, you know, really getting behind Mark Hamill to play uh, Vesemir. 
Um, so that's actually been rumored as of late as well that he's been in talks. And also the the guy with the red hair from um, Game of Thrones, um, the crazy wilding guy. Yeah. Um, he's not either one of those guys, right? No, I don't think so. Um, he's rumored to be another one. So they're, I think they're going to go full, like, um, full, the whole squad. So that, because one of them is actually responsible for training Siri and then Lambert, I believe does, he shows up later in the games as well. So these guys, they have a lot to do with the stories and there's still no real indication that what happens in the games won't be part of canon as well so we'll see i gotta as just like you continue to read these books so yeah that's it okay sweet though i'm excited for that um more witcher i'll take it uh stranger things four we've got the return of hopper um you know could they have waited yes did we all know they was going to come back yes i just would rather have a date that that would get me more excited if you said coming December 15th, 2020. <laughs> but, you know, cool to see more Hopper. <laughs> Did they, they didn't even put a Stranger Things logo on that either at all, right? It was just like... Stranger Things 4. I don't, they put, I don't, I, I don't remember seeing anything on the entire trailer. Um, it's kind of weird. It was very quick. But yeah. whatever. we knew it was going to happen. Right. Like they're going to deny David Harbour or their or his fans. So. Well, I mean, really, other than, you know, Eleven, he's in Dustin. He's the most popular one by far. So, um, yeah, exactly. Unless Steve's hair. That's it. Steve's hair is up there, literally. Yep. Um, all right. Over in Masters of the Universe news. He-Man Revelations, we have the revel- revelation of the voice cast, which is, I'm not going to go through every single one of them. All I'm going to say is that it's probably the best voice cast maybe ever. <laughs> like, I mean, quite honestly, just some big names, you know, then uh, this is the Kevin Smith one, guys, that takes place immediately after the original series from the 80s. But Kevin Conray shows up, Justin Long, Alicia Silverstone. Um, we've got Mon L from Supergirl playing uh, He Man. We've Chris got, Wood. huh? Oh, sorry, just Chris Wood. Oh, yeah, Chris Wood. Mark yeah. Hamill as Skeletor. Lena Headey as Evil Lynn. I mean, Sarah Michelle Geller as Tila. I mean, it's just the list goes on for small and big parts, but almost every single person in here is somebody that you've heard many times before and it's just pretty fantastic (laughs) dude it's it blew my mind i mean jason muse is stinkor come on yeah that's true yeah yeah it's just it's wild and um cannot wait to see uh this show i can't wait to see any of the shows like this is a huge year for he-man um you know we'll talk about it at the end of the episode but like we're going into toy fair you know mattel's got the license to do more toys so they could be doing two sets of toys from each series i don't know super seven as well i'm sure god knows what the hell we're about to see this year just got my mondo merman the other day oh my gosh you mean kevin conroy yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) Exactly. um 
All right, and then we got a trailer uh, and, a, and a release date for Castlevania Season 3. Comes out March 5th, to which I immediately started my rewatch. I ordered all the pops. It's such a good show. Um, the animation company is is kicking ass. You know, it's it's amazing to see a non uh, Japan animation like studio taking care of this kind of stuff. So it's yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah and that animation studio, uh, studio powerhouse media is also doing the He Man. So, jeez. Yeah. And then um, finally, in um, in Netflix news, uh, Diablo maybe becoming an anime i don't know if it's the series series i guess right over it to netflix there's a rumor of that um you know video games i just found this out the other day there is a movie of nino kuni on netflix there is a dragon quest movie on netflix and i had no idea the dragon quest one is cgi um but the other one is uh is anime and then you know, there's like, what else has them? Like, there's a Resident Evil, uh, Doom. Doom has that one too. So like, Netflix is doing very well uh, with the video game adaptations so far, and I'm okay with if they do what they've done with Castlevania. And I've got to check out those other two movies, like I said. But yeah, keep it going. No, absolutely agreed. And now that I'm just getting into Diablo world, I would love to see something like that from a. Uh... You know, that I can watch as well. Yes. Absol- absolutely. Um, all right, good. So let's jump over to movie news. Um, this is crazy. This was a big one. Rick Moranis is heading back to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids for a sequel, uh, reprising his role from those 90s movies, and I couldn't be more excited. Only, not only because I liked the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies, but other than that, I think that he's going to be in the new Ghostbusters, and they just haven't said anything. Because if he's coming for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, there is no way that he's not coming back as Louis Tully in, in Ghostbusters. No, I had the same thought. It's it's almost like a guarantee. It's He probably was... They probably got him to do Ghostbusters, and then he's like, you know what? I'd, I'd like to just do this again, you know, and, and, and why not? You know, if it's not like all the time um, where he can still do what he wants and have his own personal life and you can just go and do a movie once in a while and they pay you big bucks because like we just said, I mean, this is, it's prime time to just go and do these continuations um, and, and just feed into nostalgia. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. So, very excited uh, to see what's going to happen over there. Um, can you take this one? I, d- I did not read this. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, Universal is going to be opening a classic Universal Monsters Land um, at their Epic Universe theme park. Uh, so this is cool um, because, you know, you and I are big fans of Universal Monsters. Uh, yes. And... You know, I think that more people would really benefit from learning about them, especially kids, um, especially the old school ones. So I I would love to go to something like this um, and go to a haunted house, you know, revolving around that or, or whatever they want to do um, and just get that kind of quality, um, you know, amusement park experience. And I, you know what? This is one of those things where I was very excited the first time I went to Universal 
you know, whatever Universal Studios, but to see this, and they really don't do as good of a job as you'd like. They did a little bit more in California as opposed to Florida um, towards those guys, but like this right here is perfect. You know what I mean? Like you have those characters which are, I don't know, 100 years old or something at this point or close to it, and it's like, they, you know, they're in every single piece of pop culture history. You think that you'd really try to play that up. So this is cool news uh, for sure, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, when I went to Universal Studios, it was before Harry Potter. And I want to go back just for Harry Potter. But I found Universal Studios, and it was kind of in a weird transition where they were starting to get rid of a lot of the old stuff. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, I found it to be complete garbage. Um <laughs> It was. It was like I liked the T two thing. I liked some. I didn't get to go on Jaws because it was broken. It just. I found it to be a lot of bullshit. And so it's like they keep building these new things, like um, for newer generations. But it's like, why would you want to like get rid of what worked before and and not just expand? I just tap into every every generation. I don't. I don't want to go there and, and go on a Shrek ride. It's not my number one thing. You know. It's like. I don't know. I just feel like this is the kind of place where they need to do more things like this to get, um, you know, to just kind of go back to the old school stuff and and, and just make it a, a more of a generalized um, attraction for everybody. Yeah, I think it's so Jaws was in California. They did not get rid of him there and it was cool. Um, he has gone in Florida but, like, there's stupid things, too, man. Like, Five Will Goes West is in Florida. And, like, yeah, I remember Five Will, but, like, kids don't now. Like, you could get, you could, play, like, Simpsons, the franchise is 30 years old. It yeah. makes 100%. Dr. Seuss, it makes sense. Men in Black, not really. <laughs> they added this whole Men in Black thing, and it's kind of, like, it's cool. The game is actually cool, but it's also kind of, like, no one really cares. <laughs> Well, they got rid of Back to the Future as well, and I'm just—that's stupid. You know, you know what I mean? Like everyone knows Back to the Future. That was stupid. Um, yeah, you know, you could have just updated it, you know, in fun ways. So well, that's how I feel about like ET as well. It's like ET works, but the ride—it's like oh, that's a horrible it's ride. So bad, you know. Yeah. Whatever. All right, so moving on. Uh, Aladdin two is in the works. Pairing up Guy Ritchie and Will Smith expected to return. I actually read a real interesting article about that kid who plays um, Aladdin. He has not worked since this movie. Like, it's a billion-dollar movie, and yet he has not found a job, which is super weird to me. It is, except when maybe people just take their paycheck and invest it, and they don't have to be in the eye all the time. You know, it's like, why have the expectation of, oh, you got to be a big star now or whatever no like he has not been able to get a job like oh, he, he can't wants get a to job work. yeah that's what i'm saying oh uh, yeah i think he was bad no nobody says it's bad it's a weird i like that movie that was a fun movie it made billions of dollars <laughs> like yeah. yeah i don't know i don't get it and then return it to far yeah i know uh this is your i have you take this yeah man so ultra carbon season two starts up soon can't wait but then I just discovered that there's an Ultra Carbon called Resleeved, another, just like we were talking about, an anime uh, thing that Netflix is doing and just further expanding this awesome cyberpunk-like world. Um, so, yeah, I'd, 
I want more stories from that world, and I'm looking forward to the Anthony Mackie-led season two. For this thing, um, is this kind of like that Matrix one? Like, is it like a extra story, or you don't know? I don't know. I didn't read too much into it. Okay. I'm just curious. Like, I haven't watched Altered Carbon. It's on the list, of the, you know, the ever-increasing list. But um, I probably now will with season two. So now I have a little bit more to to bite into. That um, that season two trailer was nuts. Um, the first season is really good, um, and I really liked it. I'm glad that I I waited to watch it, um, but it's it's really good. You need to watch it. I'll watch it. All right. Let's, uh, why don't you take video game news? Got it. So Ubisoft is going to be releasing a Prince of Persia. You remember that game? I've, <laughs> I've actually played every Prince of Persia game. I love that. I love Prince of Persia. I'm just wondering where the newer Prince of Persia games are. I don't so know. Um, Ubisoft is going to be releasing a VR escape room. Um so it's going to be something you guys can all go to um, called the Dagger of Time, and it's coming out this spring. Uh, I'm not really sure on what locations they are or, or where these things take place, but I think that these these escape room things are really popular, um, and I'd love to see more ca- companies like Ubisoft get involved with them where there's bigger names involved. I guess if you go if you go to the website, it has all the locations on there. Cool, cool. We'll drop that link in there. Um. Next up, a couple things from the world of The Witcher. Uh, Gwent is finally coming to Android on March 24th. Uh, it's been available for iOS and also um, I downloaded it on my PS4, but I ain't got time for that kind of stuff just to sit there. That's something I would rather play on the go when I'm bored, so I'm glad that it's coming for my 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 Android phone finally. It was kind of weird that it hadn't been released yet. Well, I feel like yeah. Um, the next up, the uh, the Witcher on Switch, Witcher Three, the Wild Hunt version, will just got a new um, I don't want to say DLC, but update, uh, which improve improved graphics amongst other things, and allows you to cross load your cross save from your PC game, which is pretty awesome. Unprecedented. Yeah. Like it's never been done before. This is huge. Um, it's good for pe- people who played the PC version for a long time and want to continue, and they can take it on the go. Um, so I think that's a that's a huge step in um, this whole crossing over and and cross play and all that cross saving and all that stuff that um, should be really a kind of a no brainer at this point. Well, it's like that rumor that we're supposed to be able to get like PlayStation games or something like on the Switch, or right? Wasn't that one of those things? Um, it was. You could do the remote play. Yeah, and you could play it on your Switch. Um, so I, I, that's not confirmed yet, but that would be pretty awesome. Okay, hmm. we'll find out. Yep, yep. Uh, next up, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three, uh, which is still a Switch exclusive right now. Uh, the final DLC, uh, as of now, called Shadow of Doom, which is a Fantastic Four-themed DLC, will be coming out on March 26th. There's not a whole lot of details as to what that entails, but um, I look forward to playing that. I need to get back into that game. The only good Doom is God Doom. <laughs> That's right. 
That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, crazy it's taken this long to get those characters, but it's cool that they're they're coming back. So that's they're exciting. They're smart. That's it's like you could give you could you could release any one of them into the regular one, but hey, let's just make money on it. True. Also true. true. And you'll be able to play as Doom as well. That's it. Game over. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk a little bit about, um, not a video game, but a, a card board game called Villainous. Uh, so I believe Villainous is a overar- an overarching thing. Um, and so Marvel's going to be putting out something called Marvel Villainous, Infinite Power. And so that looked pretty interesting to me for all you tabletop people out there. Yeah, the other one is like all the baddies from Disney movies. You know, like Cruella and like that one from Sleeping Beauty and all that stuff. Maleficent. Maleficent, yeah, I know. I was trying to think. You mean so from Kingdom Hearts? That's the game, yeah, and Hook and all that. So, um, it's a, I guess it's a very good game, like board game. And so this is just literally copy and pasting the same thing, just with Marvel villains. So, um, I would be interested in. There was a Thanos Rising game that came out, a uh, tabletop game, which is now like so cheap. They're practically giving it away in stores. But the villainous games have been pretty consistent at that price point of like 35 bucks for a while. So this is the kind of thing where Target always does buy two, get one deals on board games, uh, video games, music. This is the perfect thing. And actually, they were doing one right now where you could get that Jaws game for ten bucks, because um, my buddy did that. Yeah, gotta, so I, I would check it out, especially you know, maybe add to your Funko game or whatever, and just get a couple of those things. Something to think yeah. about. Also, with this, where is the next obvious choice of Star Wars villainous? Oh, for sure. You know that's in the works. And finally, in gaming news, uh, what is old is new again. And, you know, this right here, um, I remember the Tiger handheld games from, you know, growing up. I um, I actually, in second grade, created like a, a production based on the Double Dragon one for my second grade class uh, with, with backgrounds and acting and all that stuff. So um, Tiger games were very influential for me growing up because um, I didn't have a Nintendo. Um <laughs> But this is weird. Um, they're going to be priced at $14.99 a piece. I don't see in a world of Switch and other other much better games. Exactly. This is going to be like, hey, I bought you this as a stocking stuffer for nostalgia reasons. You know what I mean? So there's a limited number of what's going to be coming out as of right now to, I guess, test the waters. But I'm sure we'll hear more about it at Toy Fair. This yeah, this is... Hasbro. Hasbro. Yeah, this is... For us only, you know, people our age only grew up in the 80s and the 90s. Kids today will think this is the stupidest thing in the world, which is fine. Um, we'll see. You know, if I get one in a stocking, I'm not going to turn it down. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting Gauntlet after my I had a surgery when I was a kid. I got Gauntlet. It's all I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, just, I have these I games. Have, they're just they're just like they're just. I remember them and they're in my mind. Yeah. I just I was obsessed with them. Oh yeah. Yep. For sure. For sure. All right, cool. Uh, let's go to star Wars news. All righty. Uh, so 
this the Star Wars 4K box set um, is going to be released in March. Uh, the whole saga, and it's still, from what I can understand, it's a Best Buy exclusive. Uh, but not. I would love to have something like this. I'm just not going to rush out and get it um, at that price. Uh, maybe after a little price dip, maybe it becomes not an exclusive after this. Who knows? Um, so being a Disney Plus owner, owning most of the movies already, um, this isn't really something I'm going to run out and get. Uh, but I would love to see what special features are going to be in it. What's the price point? 250 No. Hell no. Nope. This has to have... It has to have extras that you cannot get on that old box set with all six films and extras that you cannot get in the movies that I already have seven and eight and rogue one. Cause rogue one's in there as well. Um, there is no way that I'm going to spend that much money on something like, like you said, they're in HD on, on 4k on Disney plus. Like yeah. I, I can't, no, I can't justify it. Also, it's just annoying at this point where you, you bought Fox <laughs> Yeah. And you can't still give us a despecialized versions in this. You know, it's it, that's another thing that should be included in this. Stop fudging around and just and uh, you're just trying to make money. It was the same thing with that Blu-ray set. I was like, yeah, this is nice, but it's not everything. Like, open that damn vault. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's talk about something good. In Star yes, Wars. yes. Uh, so the Clone Wars starts tomorrow friday the 21st uh we're recording this on the 20th um and i've been plugging away at clone wars episodes uh in anticipation for the final season where are you at oh i just finished season one okay (laughs) but because this isn't a binging you know disney plus is not a binging thing uh they just release one episode a week yeah you can i watched it yeah, yeah, I watch a season a week, so I'll yeah. be caught up by the end. So. Yeah, that's not that I, I don't remember at all. It's just nice to go back and watch. We watched the movie even, you know, um, and just getting back into that world and how much I love that show. How how was that movie? I haven't watched that movie since it came out, and I hated it. It's not bad, um, especially after you kind of after you've watched the Clone Wars, and um, and it's it's cool because it is the introduction uh, introduction of Ahsoka. Um, the beginning of the movie is is good because it's a lot of cool like Jedi versus Separatist stuff, a lot of war stuff, and then it gets into that Job of the Hut kids stuff, which I don't like. Me. Yeah. yeah, it's not great, but it's it's not as bad as I remember it being because I guess I just I've I've grown to love the Clone Wars so much that it is an important part of it. It's not like they cover that those stories in the show, you know? Right. So. I'll watch. I'll watch it again. It, it's. I mean, I don't know how long it's been. Fifteen years, you know, it's been a very long time. Yeah, it's it's not horrible. Um, it's not great either. <laughs> I'll tell you what is great. Star, Star Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Star Warriors, the best new Star Wars podcast on the internet, in the galaxy. I've heard even far, far away. Um, so this Sunday we'll be releasing uh, the third episode of our Star Warriors podcast. Um, it, we, we got our, our good friends from our star warriors, uh, chat group together once again, and we talked up the Mandalorian season one. So, uh, if you're, if you're into that show, which I'm sure you are, um, and you're a star Wars fan, please take a listen, man, that's, 
Awesome. Can't wait to listen myself. So what time is it? <laughs> it's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, toy enthusiasts. Um, big weekend ahead of us. Toy Fair International hits NYC at the Javits Center. Unfortunately, we can't be there this year. Um, sad, but uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make a better effort in the future. Hopefully, uh, once my situation changes a little bit, um, I'll be able to come down to New York, and you and I can go together once again, my friend. So, um, let's get into a little bit of Mesco news. Uh, we did get a teaser of two-face and we talked about that last week and we were under the impression that you know the the pre-order wouldn't come right away and it did just like the thanos one so um two-face is available for pre-order uh he's not an exclusive so you can pick him up wherever uh you buy your mescos yeah you this, right no i know you liked it i just i could not deal with his face i you know what i'm not I'm not 100% on it. I I like the color scheme because I do like that. It reminds me. I do like the red and the and the black. Um, wish it was a little bit more like the Ramita uh, one from the from the what he just did. I like that. But I'm not. I'm not. I don't hate the face either. Um, and I and I'm already on the buy every bad villain train, including KG Beast. So um, it's not going to stop. And I love Mesco. So um, and. And the nice thing is, like, I can cancel my order if they do come up with a better um, exclusive version. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. But the like, extras, I'm not going to change the face. Yeah, yeah. The accessories are out of control. I, You know what it would be? I would actually just, like, someone else to do a different head sculpt. And then I like the rest of the figure. Because, like, the coins flipping in the air, that's cool. We've never seen that before. That's yeah. that's that's a neat thing. I, I, I do have a question of, like, why do you need four switchblades? But... <laughs> just have thrown I, all, all over the place. So, I, yeah, it's something he's totally known for in the comics. <laughs> yeah, it will be interesting to see what else they come up with, uh, what they do reveal, and um, I do have my wishes that continue into the next year every year. So we'll see what happens. Well, like this um, next? No, I I don't care about this next one. Um, you know why? Because um, well, let's talk about it because they just. They did put a teaser up for their 112 Predator, uh, Jungle Hunter. And while I do love Predator toys, I think that NECA does an awesome job at that price point. And I don't see, like, I'm the guy who's like, this is not a Mesco figure. Um, it's a naked alien uh, with with armor and, and some armor and stuff like that. So, all right, so you're going to get the fish netting on them. So just make me a Black Canary already. Um, whatever, you know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not probably gonna buy this. With 20 years of NECA figures at $25, it I'd be hard pressed to spend four times that amount literally to get this figure. It would. I don't. I don't know what you could do to make me. You know, if you gave me Machiko at that scale, maybe, maybe because I didn't like the sculpt on the NECA one. But like other than that. It's going to have accessories that you could still get from NECA. You know what I mean? It's going to have the soft goods. You know, obviously they use a different type of sculpting, but and maybe the faces will look better. But I also kind of love faces. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't possibly spend that money. <laughs> 50 bucks. It goes down to $50 sometime. Like it just happens to be on the secondary market. 
I might try it out, but for a hundred to a hundred and twenty, no fucking way. That's my no. choice. Fucking. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely agree. And it's like I've been waiting. You know, I've actually I've been waiting to buy my Hot Toys Predator, and that's that's yeah. the one Predator Spend I still that. want. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'd rather put it towards that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I had I had that Wolf Predator on order for a while, and I had to cancel it, and I was already pissed at myself. Yeah, that's that's it. You know, that's that's, that's a next... company. Yes. Because yeah. I have I have my alien from Aliens. I have my Machiko. Yeah. I have I have those like those those rip off not rip off but those ones that like are um, no brand. You know, yeah. like the the egg and all that cool accessories. So I have a great setup working. I just I just need a good Predator hot toy, and it's not going to be a six inch toy. So I have no. seven inch Predators no. that I could build a house with. So all right. All right, so their other line, Mesco's Five Points, um, they released a teaser for the Batman 66. I don't know if it's a set. I don't know what the heck it is, but it's like the Batcave and all the figures. And um, cool. I love love that. I love that, but I would rather see where is my Batman 66 Adam West 112 collective figure. (laughs) That that I will buy day one because that is exactly how you should be making your mescos with awesome soft goods since you know or like robin of any variety oh it's kind of that's i i'm not even gonna talk about that anymore whereas like there is no robin there is no nightwing like it's the reason why i didn't buy the mcfarlane one yet because it looks great but i don't want to buy another plastic nightwing yeah. i want yeah, the mesco yeah. nightwing to go with the rest of my mesco dc toys so Ugh. all right let's move lots on. of wishes lots of wishes that i've been entering <laughs> into people's instagrams this week in anticipation of toy fans so whatever um next up uh again what is old is new again so micro machines are back um they they released a teaser for like this van set um, where the van, you know, breaks down to a cityscape or whatever. I, I love those toys growing up. I had a bunch of them and kind of a no brainer. I wonder why they went away for as long as they did. Yeah, this is, um, it's almost like I didn't realize they were gone, <laughs> but you know, micro machines are one of those things that I had had even more of after watching home alone. This is cool. This is cool news. I thought this was really kind of one of those like, okay, this is neat. And, um, I could see myself maybe if they make some cool new environments to put them in, uh, checking them out. Even the video game. Remember those Microchains video games? You're like driving around and there's like a toy room and it, it's huge. And that was fun. I, I love Micro Machines. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um, all right. So talk a little bit about an exclusive figure coming to GameStop uh, based on the upcoming Square Enix uh, Avengers game. This is neat. Um, Outback Hulk. So he's got all those like Aboriginal tattoos or painting on him. Not that I'm going to buy this, but it kind of makes me wonder like, what's you know, where how does that tie into the game? What's in the game? Yeah. <laughs> so the Hulk always goes into hiding. I just you know, usually he should just go to another planet because he's still on Earth hiding. It doesn't really stop people from finding him or whatever so um it's cool design um and it'll be exclusive with uh the i believe the pre-order i think of the game yeah we don't have it on here but that jedi revan comes out this week i think to games yeah it actually just came out 
over the last week. Um, that and the super battle, not the super battle droid, but the deluxe battle droid, the brown yeah. one. Um, so they're doing these gamer verse uh, figures. I kind of wish I would have ordered that Revan now. I mean, I have the old Revan, um, but it does look cool. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. That's, that's, right. that's toy news. Um, and then in NECA news, there was a teaser. Um, I mean, look forward to a lot of the cool stuff that NECA's going to release. You know, uh, T or I'm sorry, um, feature this weekend at Toy Fair, uh, but. You know, after they put out their They Live um, two-pack of the two aliens last yeah. year, yeah. Uh, the clothed ones, I now they just teased uh, a Nada figure. So we've been asking for the Roddy Roddy Piper figure, uh, the Nada figure for a long time, and this is a no-brainer for me. I love their 8-inch soft good figures. Yeah, this is um, a long time coming, so finally. You know, yep. next one, Keith David, probably. So you can have that fight, and with with an inner with a background of uh, being inside of an alleyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they'll still a diorama. Exactly, exactly. Cool. Uh, you know, lastly, let's plug Toy Fair once again. It starts Saturday, runs through Tuesday. Um, so look forward to uh, some press releases and geekly news uh, from your friends here at DFET. Yeah, I. Um... It's going to be, this is, you know, we like to say this is the most wonderful time of year. It's Toy Fair. Even more than Comic-Con time, um, even more than Christmas. Uh, it is kind of sad. This is the first year we've missed it in like five years. So next year we will have a presence at Toy Fair because it is just it's the greatest damn convention <laughs> of the year. So much fun. But, Private um, convention, which was always the nice thing. Uh, yeah. So where can you find us? Uh, we are at a independent website called don'tforgetatowel.com, uh, your daily source for all things geekly, news, reviews, interviews, and more. Uh, and then on all those social medias that you guys use that you kids love out there, um, Facebooks, Instagram, and Twitters. Yes, indeed. Um, this is Casey saying hopefully you guys go out and go see Birds of Prey because it needs your money uh and go read some comic books because that's what all this stuff is based off of <laughs> and this is chris we'll see you next time <laughs>